This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash yanks. All right, it's, uh, I don't know the date, Thursday, I do, I just looked at my phone, it's Thursday, October 26th, so much for the hiatus, so much for not doing shows during the World Series, Joe Girardi's gone, he is not being re-signed, it was not mutual, the Yankees did not want him back, let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break, his name is Jimmy James, John Boy, whatever, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers, his name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. All right. What do you think about opening the show with a uh, little harmonica for, for now on? Because I found this in my desk drawer. It could. Maybe I just get really good at it through the years. Like if we do this. Well, I, I would say put this little part in there and let the people decide. All right. So let us know. We we're, men, we're men of the people. Should I keep this harmonica in front of me? And then every time we record, I just give it like a quick 10 second session. And then at the end of like next season, everyone will be, hey, I really enjoyed, you know, hearing all that stuff about the Yankees. And also it was fabulous to watch your harmonica skills progress. Maybe that'll be. That's a big thing for you at the end of the day. Yeah, maybe I put uh, harmonica in the, the, the keyword tags when people search podcast Did you see that one that was a little <laughs> anyway so yeah Girardi got fired uh <laughs> I had I had the scoop Jake I had the scoop I mean is <laughs> this is semantics did Girardi get fired no did I just say that he just didn't get rehired I I, I shouldn't have said that he didn't get fired he he because I, I, I played that semantics game with people on Twitter. They're like, fire Jordan. I was like, that's impossible. So Which I don't, I, I don't know. Are, do you just want to dive in? Balls? balls I mean, we'll go slow. I'll talk about a little bit of like how, like my process. Because that was kind of weird. Yeah. That so, was pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty weird. I mean, I don't know. I had, I, it's weird what's happened because I had no, last year I had, my hat's in a funny way right now. Last year, I had, like, no following, no followers. If I had, but now it's, like, the people that follow me are awesome and loyal. And that was the kind of the best part about where I had the scoop and people were like, shut up. You're just making shit up. Like, you just want attention. You're just throwing shit at the wall. And then there's a good section of people that were like, no. Like, why would he lie to us? Yeah. Like, I like Yeah, you, you, you got... Your your true followers are are absolute believers. They appreciate it, and they're very appreciated. Yeah, they were awesome. And like a lot of people were like, "John Boy thrives on hot takes and fake news." Like, what the fuck? No, I don't. I, <laughs> I I don't even break news ever or give hot takes. I try to be like overly rational, if anything. Anyway, I got this news. I've been on Twitter all year, and I've been making jokes. And like those video breakdowns I do. Have legs. I keep doing those. People like them, but they've yeah. made their way. CC talked about one on his podcast, talking about them all watching it in the clubhouse. I've got, I got some DMs from players, players. What semantics? Greg Bird DM. I'll just say it. I'm not going to try and like keep secrets. 
uh, like saying that was hilarious. And, and that's not even what made you fell in love with them. No, that was like two days ago. I was already self-appointed head of the Greg Bird club before he got in touch with me on my personal Instagram, not even on Twitter. That was bizarre. But he was just saying like, ha ha, I love the jokes. Like laughing. He really liked New, New York just likes being sincere. Yeah. Like I think sincerity is like the main trait of what New York fans like. Like it like being good and stuff helps, but if you're genuine, that's all people care about. And you're you're a very genuine Yankee fan. Yeah. So I so I've had people reach out to me. Uh Greg Bird didn't tell me, but he but I've had like, you know, and they just say like it's not like we're best friends or anything. Like I, I, I responded to Greg and asked him to come on the podcast and I'm not gonna hear a response from that. But you you need a blanket statement because it's everyone's first question. Cause I'll I'll clear up this part. You can't give up if you have a source, you never give up your source. That's like a magician giving up their trick. And it's really funny that people are like, Well, you, you didn't tell us who his source was. Fucker, who tells anyone who their source is? Yeah. Like literally so that doesn't I, happen. I mean, I I'll try to give I think I've got a blanket statement for you. I, I don't know if you're worried that I would say too much. I, you, <laughs> the last blanket I saw from you was <laughs> somebody knows somebody. <laughs> Which ain't bad. Yeah. That's totally true. Somebody that knows okay. somebody told me stuff. Someone contacted you with a formish of proof. Mm -hmm. And you you ran with it. And I think that's that's if, if you're a listener, you follow on Twitter – that should be enough of an answer for you. And that's the way you depicted it the whole time. Yeah. So it's like someone who I know to be close to the situation and I trust isn't setting me up or lying to me told me this. Yeah. So I'm going to share it with you guys. I didn't expect the backlash. I'm going to shut up, I guess. Wait, it is a big story. But yeah. I, I didn't think people were going to be like, he's just making shit up to lie. And then it sucked because on Reddit and shit, they were like, some people were going after me. I was like, you guys don't even probably know me that much. But, and I was trying to respond to them like, yo, I'm not lying to you. Like, I just, just, I don't know how to tell it to you, but I'm not lying to you. And uh, they were like, no, nah, dude, you probably just like someone anonymous went into your DMs. Yeah, that's, that's like, dude, that's like a middle school way of like finding out if someone has a crush on you. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Well, if you had a source, you'd tell us who your source was. So like. Yeah, it's like, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. That's not how that works. Want to know what's really frustrating? Yeah, I do. I put out, and I've harped on this. Maybe some people just listen to the podcast, don't follow along. Like my grandma. Hi, grandma. Grandma. Hi, grandma. Grandma, I broke the Joe Girardi news. You, I don't even know if you know that. I had it two days before anyone else said anything. Grandma. She's proud of me, probably. I love the positive spin. I, Man, just just for you, I'll, I'll, I'll say us because I like to. Um, man, if I told you... Before the season started, you'd be breaking Yankee news. I, I, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, and I think the bigger thing, not to get too far away from talking Yanks, was the news that I was breaking, breaking <laughs> yesterday. That that Yasiel with, Puig is mixing sex and Yasiel baseball. Puig, Yasiel Puig is mixing sex and baseball. <laughs> the gifts speak for themselves. It's it's <laughs> unbelievable. I. He's he literally one of his goals this postseason is making himself a sex symbol <laughs> with the tongue thing. And now, dude, he's he was falling off balls and just thrusting his hips. Yeah, he's getting like, after it. It's World Series. Man. I, so 
my dreams come true. And yeah, everyone was like really stoked that I was breaking that news to them. So, <laughs> all right, back to what really pissed me off. But you are right. correct about Puig. Back to the topic. What really pissed me off is I said this Tuesday, and then there was like right. the most clear evidence backlash the next day, where a bullshit semantics report came out that was the most nothing I've ever seen on paper, and everyone ran with it. No one like the news is tough because do you like like that like Walt Wally Matthews or Walt whatever Wallace Matthews he 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 didn't write it but he's like some guy that writes for me wrote it and it's his sources but I trust it so that's bullshit anyway you're not even he's not he's already discrediting himself from what was written right like stepping away no no I didn't write it they're not my sources I just published it okay so you don't want to be involved with this at all. And then he's out there like tweeting afterwards. People should look really closer at what that article says. It just implies that some people in the organization want Joe to stay, not which people. It's like, yeah, okay, so the fucking janitor thinks Joe should stay. That's what that <laughs> article implies. Also, it says uh, Joe will not be if if Joe's leaving. It's not because he didn't get offered a contract. It's like, yeah, I already wrote in my blog they offered him a shitty one that he thinks is bullshit. Because they want to yeah. run him away. So it was all semantics. But people ran with it. And then people like BronxPinstripes.com covered it. Covered that without any grain of like cynicism. Or like, who guys, this doesn't really mean what everyone thinks it's mean. They literally just said, look, the Yankees want him back. Yeah. And people tweeted that at me. Like, oh, I guess you're wrong, John Boy. Fake news, John Boy. Guys, guys, I have a login for BronxPinstripes.com. Do you want me to log in and go write it on that website and then you'll trust me? Figure out who you trust. I used to write for BronxPinstripes.com. Maybe my login doesn't work because I just stopped writing for them because they don't pay their writers. So there's I, I got nothing out of it because they're not like an official site. They just copy and paste right. things that they read. But because... They have like a lot of followers and a blue check mark. They are official. Yo, I could have. But it's about man. I could have logged in and wrote all I wanted on BronxPinstripe.com, but that doesn't do me any good. So I wrote it on my own website. So I mean, if you're, if you're listening to this, I... just the media is the biggest fake news ever. And then that 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 snake, what John Heyman? I can't believe yeah. people trust. I think I bashed him like on this podcast over the course of the year. Oh yeah, he is the yeah. biggest snake. Yeah. Like, people are like, well, now John Heyman's reporting that a Bo uh, Raul Obanya is maybe manager. Hey, he might, but John Heyman doesn't know shit because <laughs> he doesn't know anything. Man, it's it's crazy. I think I think we're gonna see a shift because what what's gotten lost in the world of social media and all of it, and even what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, people forget that the media is a business. So when you know, some of these, like, I'll, you know, I follow, I follow more sports than you, <laughs> not, not in a mean way. Um, I, I've, I've always just been a sports freak. I watch the shows. I watch, do it all research when I'm bored. I was looking at just like weird stuff today. And, but no, I mean, guys like Nick Wright, who say statements like, God, they, you know, they just post those media things to get hits that, you know, LeBron, LeBron's so much better than MJ, and, and, and he would beat MJ one-on-one 11-0, something like that. You have to understand that, yeah, obviously there's the clickbait factor. Then, so I think the thing that we kind of saw 
<laughs> we felt this live was media cycles and you related it to the last world series where um the a-rod thing happened and they talked about how baseball wasn't happy about that and man i just <laughs> so much of it is dictated in a different way i i've been giving the nba credit because they've well their sport has gotten better as a whole but they've also they've also controlled the media cycle for 12 months yeah better than the nfl has mm-hmm. And that was a huge part of this because this easily could have fully been broken Tuesday. Well, I, you got the I broke it Tuesday. Yeah, you did break it. I broke it Tuesday. I said, I said fully. I don't know what that means. Officially, but officially, I didn't officially break it because I'm not official. But I broke. So it. you you wonder how how many pieces of news like that are used to draw out oh a ton. different cycles in the media? Yeah. So and that's so I'll I'll say and this is pro us. Um, I just mentioned to you before this, I'm, I'm turned into a podcast guy and I lift, I listened to a part of my take with the barstool guys that just got kicked out of ESPN, which is yeah. kind of hilarious. But I think it's funny that I think it's going enough of this is going to start happening, that the media cycle is going to circle back a little bit, that you can't, I, I mean, news just comes out and you can't just go through those sources and i think people like hearing an honest voice and they like hearing the honest side of the people on barstool and they like hearing you as an honest sincere yankee fan things like that so yeah um that was kind of my it was kind of one of my points like those news people they have to write about it because everywhere is saying something's happening so it's their job to then okay we need people to now click on our news because something's happening so let's let's be let's be the ones to tell them so they just throw shit at a wall i what do i have to gain i don't if i don't know any news i'm not going to fucking tell you any news like i promise you that everyone that's listening if i ever if i ever tell you i know something again it's cuz i honestly truly believe yeah. that i know something and it probably won't happen. It probably won't happen that often ever. My source isn't like, you know, Judge's girlfriend or someone like hey. right in there. But so whatever. Let's move. I think we move past. Yeah, let's let's break it about and let's now. address the whole situation, which is probably much more what what we would be doing if I didn't get uh, a scoop. Right. Joe Girardi's gone. And this is not speculation, and, and it kind of—I didn't know if this—I didn't know if this was going to come out, and I was going to be the only one like saying, saying it. But Joe wanted to come back. The Yankees, Cashman did not want Joe back. That I know that. Um, so they parted ways, and they, the rest, everyone else knows that now too. But the Yankees were trying to say like it wouldn't be because of us. Uh, no, it's because of you. You didn't want him back. What are yeah, your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? Like, I, I wanted Joe back. So it's it's tricky and my my favorite word of the year expectations and you start thinking about what Girardi could have done this year that would have kept his job. I think if he makes the World Series they that force forces Cashman's hand to bring him back. Yeah, but that's a really think, lofty goal. I, well, so I'm I'm tying it all together, babe. So, you know, the season kind of happens, it's kind of magical. So you think I'm I'm a storylines guy in sports and <laughs> as we just talked about the media. But so say say the Yankees took a step and you know they were like a high 80s team, they missed the wild card, something like that. 
But, you know, Judge still is good. The baby Yankees take a next step. You know, I don't, I don't think that gets Girardi a new contract. And say if they stayed around 500 ball, I, I think a big thing in sports that you see is that, and it's, it usually ends up great for the coaches, that coaches get these contract extensions usually pretty early because it's a sign from management to the team, to the manager, to everyone that we're confident in you. We believe in you. It's an endorsement. The Yankees never and do that. Girardi didn't, have, Girardi didn't have a contract this year. And I, man, I, I think the writing was on the wall pretty much from day one. I think Girardi kept his cool for, throughout the season. And I, or you know what? I think what probably kept Girardi cool throughout the season is that they were starting to have a magical year. Yeah. But man, a decade as a manager, and I, I think, you know, I haven't laid out the percentages, but the biggest percentage of why this happened is Cashman. Yeah, they, um, they don't get along. So, and Cash, Cashman wants yeah. a puppet. Uh, Cashman used to hand Joe Torrey lineups. Like, this was in, like, reported by a lot of people to be known to be true. That Cashman used to write up his own lineups and give them to Torrey. And Torrey's like, what's this? I, I'm the manager. And Cashman's like, you have to start that lineup. And that's why him and Torrey started having a falling out. Then they got they didn't get along because Torrey wanted to keep Bernie on the roster because he trusted him as a veteran. And Cashman didn't want him. And Cashman well, wanted to go towards analytics. And Torrey didn't want to. And after 10 years, it's probably the same thing. Joe's probably like, yo, I've been here for 10 years. Let me make some decisions. And Cashman's like, nope. I, you're a middleman. So this next manager is going to be a middleman. Yeah. And I'm to defend Cashman. We, we usually say in Cashman, we trust about once an episode, I guess. So think about in recent years, you know, who some of the organizations that have accepted the advanced statistics and all that the most, the Devil Rays, Houston was doing it when they restarted this whole thing. And, you know, the Cubs, once they got Joe Madden and, you know, this, that, and the other. And then I think, so you start talking about Joe Madden. He gets a ton of credit, and he was the first guy to do all these crazy shifts, this, that, and the other. So now let's think about it from a GM perspective. I mean, if you... If you ask people to name a baseball general manager, you're getting Theo Epstein for the Sox and the Cubs. I mean, he <laughs> that's yeah. that's uh. the the mecca the mecca of being a GM. I'll you'll you'll see where I'm going. If you think about the Yankees and you're an outsider from Yankee world or even a loose Yankee fan, or uh, my sister's probably a good example. She's she's part of the dynasty. She kind of got back into it this year. When you think about the Yankee success, you say Joe Torre and you say Jeter and Mariano, all those guys, obviously the players. Um, and I think you even get Girardi. Girardi won a title. He was also a player. He's notable. Man, Cashman doesn't get the love for that 90s dynasty like he should. Cashman, I don't know. He's, he's well known in the baseball circle and as a Yankee fan circle, if you're in it, but he's not known known. And I think this might be uh, a hall of fame known baseball personality. Yeah. I let Joe Girardi go. Cause I, I assembled this young group of kids and then I brought in my manager and now we're going to do the damn thing. Yeah. I don't know how much of it I think is like an ego thing. 
Um, I, I and I will say this: I'm, what I said earlier about Cashman like demanding lineups and shit. If if you tell me only one can stay, Cashman or Girardi, <clears throat> I'm choosing Cashman like easily. Like okay, yeah. give, give me Cashman. But I liked Joe. I wanted him to come back, and then I kind of thought out the the stats and shit. And I, my, whenever people complain about Joe, which is always, I always said you you're over, and you kind of said too, you're overvaluing a manager. Like you guys are putting way too much em- emphasis on what a manager does. So then I thought, well, Cashman probably thinks that too, because there's this whole trend in baseball right now to go to the new young manager that is a middleman between company and players and gets the analytics and can do both and is cheap. That's like the new trend. Cheap, young, Hinch, Roberts, they're all there. Um, And Girardi probably wanted to make a lot of money. I mean, they said it wasn't about the money. If he got a fair offer, uh, he probably would have stayed. But fair is what? Probably what he was just making, which was $4 a year. If, 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 If my thought process is... Everyone overvalues managers. They're not that much different makers. And Cashman's now thinking the same thing. Then why pay four million a year for a guy who's not gonna who's gonna butt heads with you? Why not just go hire some guy for a million a year uh, that's like a first time manager and have him be like a lap dog? Or, you know, I mean, if that's the thought, which I think is one hundred percent the thought. Yeah, it makes sense I- to leave, let Girardi go. So I think you can like Girardi. You could have wanted Joe back, but also kind of understand, okay, it's not that crazy of a move or like the kind of a slap in the face, but I don't know. I'm try- I also, I'm at the stage where I have to justify it. Like I'm going to get excited for the future now because it's happened. I'll move on. Excited for the future. Yeah. And there, it's, it's the risk and reward on both sides. I mean, the, for Cashman, he's going to be putting his neck out there a little bit because say like if, next if year team does team takes a step back that's that's gonna look like it's on cashman um and then if you're girardi you're <laughs> we we talked about it at our kind of uh wrap up of the series that the yankees expectations next year are going to be world series yes so if you're joe a you're getting offered a bad contract b it's world series or bust where you're going to be the scapegoat next year and it's I don't know. I I hinted at it. I think it was after the <laughs> I think it was after the second Indians loss. So we were both running a little hot. Well, and I, Girardi made his error that day. Yeah, the replay. But um, I and I I think what what's going to be when this starts to turn into the positive spin is I I I think I kind of worded it this way. But you know, this is a team on the brink of something that could be special. And after a while, a, a manager's voice gets old, and you need a fresh voice. And I think they wanted to kind of bring in the fresh voice to start, hopefully, this dynasty. Yeah. And I, I think that's part of it, too. Yeah. So. so we got some points that are on the topic of why Joe didn't, why Joe didn't oh, get brought I have one hot take that I want to get out there okay. before I forget it. Joe Girardi will be in pinstripes again one day. For what? Old Timers Day? No. I think I think he either manages or he's in the front office in like ten years or something like that. All right. I, I think I think I think the Yanks are gonna be in the same position. They're I disagree. He's gonna be a, 
he's going to be a good manager as a go. That's my that's my hot right. take for the all show. Right. All right, I'll allow it. I, I don't think I don't see that camp coming to fruition unless Cashman's gone because I think that bridge is burnt. Um. Okay. Uh, this is from Mike Giannetti. He says Girardi is amazing coach. To say he got fired. To say he got fired due to the notion that he didn't have a human aspect is blasphemy. The way he rotated everyone, gave personal days, and made sure the squad was always fresh for the home stretch is complete opposite of that idea. And he didn't give off that he didn't give off the human aspect. So this is the new thing because everyone needs to search for reasons now, Jake. Like reasons that I don't know are like damning to to one party. Like they need to now. Oh, why was Joe so bad? Oh, he didn't have the human touch. Mark Teixeira was on Michael K's show and kind of talked about this. And he said he loved Joe. He's a great guy, but he was very intense. And he wore his intensity on his face, which, I mean, if you ever watched Yankees baseball, you knew that. Someone tweeted me like in the middle of the season that Joe Girardi is least expressive manager. I was like, I think he's like super expressive. He's either screaming his head off or laughing. Um, but he was pretty intense. And, and Teixeira said that wears on a team. He said that, some roster moves, Joe would shrug and say, um, you know, that's the that's the move they're making. I think that's probably because it was out of Joe's hands, and he was like, that's the move they're making. So Teixeira said that, but he, but he also said positive stuff, too. He said Joe was, like, the best at protecting us through the media, which we knew. He protects everyone through the media. Um, I don't think that was the case. I don't think this – I think this was between Cashman and Girardi, not like the players said – we don't like Joe. Yeah, no, no player said that. I, I think it's more so what if, it's more so what you hinted at before with like the young manager, the, you know, Joe Madden does his silly stuff. The other young managers are young guys, and it's base, base, baseball's a long grinding season. And if we get a Joe you know, Madden bringing penguins and magicians into the Yankees clubhouse. I will be furious. You're going to be mad. I will. Yeah. Be, I do not want a Joe Madden, Madden clown running the Yankees. I, I kind of like that stuff. So I would be we'll so see. mad if I was in the clubhouse and my fucking manager was... You would hate it? A magician in the clubhouse before a game? Okay, the magician, man. We have a problem with magician. But the, they dress in funny clothes and stuff. We like that. I do like that. But the animals and so, magicians... Ugh, get out of here, Joe Madden. I kind of like animals. You hate all animals. Yeah, I hate all animals. Okay. Uh, uh, I Well... The other thing that I think we missed—I don't want to say missed there—but what what's the word for Joe's Joe's personality when they say it just wears on you? I mean, is that just the in, phrase? Is he inten- callous? I don't in, know. Intense, rigid. Intense. I, I think. To share, used I, I think. I think a part of it's on the players when you've got somebody that intense for, you know, six months, eight months. You know, yeah, that that can be a little tough some days. I I think it's more so <laughs> less callous with the players, more callous with the front office. Sorry. I would agree. Um, Teixeira said that he would tell Joe, like he would see the way Joe was interacting with his kids and like family off the field, and Tex was like, "Hey, man, bring that to the, the locker room. Like, be be you. Don't you don't have to be this stern figure." But Joe's first years, he was fucking mad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just like apologize for swearing when I swear every other word on this podcast for 40 episodes now. That was really bizarre that I just did that. Anyway, Joe was managing guys he played with, Posada, Jorge, and he really wanted to 
let it be known I am not your friend anymore, I'm your manager. So I think that may have been calculated by Girardi in the early years of his managing when he had those guys under him, which I which was probably a mistake. But he probably felt he had to insert himself as a as a uh, whatever dominant figure. Yeah, at at end of the day, that I mean, that's like a business one on one thing. They tell you if you're the boss, you don't Act like you boss, know yeah. get, get drunk with the people under you, stuff like that. And dude, we <laughs> talk some of the Joe Madden stuff, like. If you do that stuff and your team plays bad, you're done for in the media. Well, no, you're unless you're in, in silly... unless you're in Tampa where they love everyone. Well, dude, he also was the best thing that franchise ever had going. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, if if you if you're pulling out a seventy win season, but there's animals and magicians in the dugouts, that's a bad look. Yeah, it's literally a circus. Practice, literally a circus. Practice the baseball. <laughs> All right, uh, then Mike makes a point which we talked about, so I won't read the whole thing, about how this is about Cashman wants someone who... It's, it's want, Cashman wants someone who will do, who has more, more control over, because after 10 years, Joe's probably like, yo, you're not like, I am here. Especially if Joe gets re-signed. He's going to be like, if I get re-signed, I get, I get to be the manager. I get to do my own shit. Cashman's like, nah, 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 nah. I'm going to sign someone else, and then I'm going to control them. Uh, but then Mike ends it with, but... Like we always say, when has Cashman ever steered us wrong? Cash we trust. And I am a believer. I am a believer in Cashman, so I, whatever. Next wing, do you think there's any truth to the rumors about players actually not liking Joe having to do with this? I personally think no way. I want your take. So there's also these rumors, Jake, that the players want to do it. And someone tweeted out that, yeah, if you have a clubhouse of 30 guys, five of them probably don't like the manager in every single clubhouse in, like, baseball. That's definitely true. Now, do you do you think Cashman, some of the players didn't like Joe, and that is why Cashman didn't go, didn't keep him? I'm, they, I'm gonna put this. I'm I'm figuring out my percentages of the decisions as we go. I'm I'll put that at like five percent, only because none of the players fully put their neck out there. Like Batansis did. N- what did Batansis say? So I hope Joe comes back. And that's not fully putting your neck out there. That's not. What do you want him to do? That's not, that's not drawing. If if it's a coach you really believe in, you you say something. If you're Aaron Judge, you have you have the power over Cashman. What's Judge going to do? I just I don't think they're so. going to just trade him. I mean, no players came out and said, gave the full on like, this dude. We we were supposed to be bad this year. We had an incredible year. He's part of this. If we get rid of him, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but because that would have that would have turned the whole media storyline, and that would have made Cashman the full out bad guy. It could have, but I, I would I don't blame any player for not doing that, even if they truly love Joe. David Robertson put out a tweet right away, like pretty nice, uh, thanking Joe for everything. I don't think they have to do that. It, I, th- I agree with nice you that stuff, if, if someone did it, it would have carried a lot of weight. But I'm not I'm not saying the players dislike Joe because no one did that. Yeah, I'm. Ex- nobody disliked Joe, but nobody was passionate about him. It's it's easy to say stuff, but like, if if they really went back at Tory during like the dynasty times, like, I, you obviously would have heard something, you know. I mean, yeah. those, those guys would have got loud quick, in my opinion. I mean, if any player was to ever back a manager and say, "You better not send him home," it would be Jeter backing Tory. He literally right. So 
so we compare him to Judge all the time. Which, what I'm, if Judge? Let, I'm saying Jeter Judge didn't. Later. I'm saying Jeter didn't do it. So if Jeter's not going to do that for Tory, Judge ain't going to do it for Jeter. What do you mean? It was the same exact situation. I'm saying post dynasty. That was. I'm saying mid dynasty. Oh, well, oh I don't, that's a weird semantics. I don't get it. Same thing happened. Tory was being if, let if, go, and if Jeter loved Tory. Fully, if fully, if Judge fully went in and said, "Joe Girardi's our guy," we're we're all in. I, I think the card would have been right back in Cashman's deck and say, okay, well, I kind of have to give this dude another year if the young guys believe in him that much. I agree with you there, but I don't think because Judge didn't say that, you can say Joe lost this job because the players didn't like him. There's two different extremes. They don't, like, correlate. Yeah, 5%. I'm at 0%. There's this big hub hub about... Well, Gary didn't like him because he benched him because he played bad defense. Are we now are, are we now saying get like that makes me really laugh because who the fuck wasn't yelling at Gary at that time? I was. And I got a customized hat with his name on it, and I named my hard drive after him, and he's my favorite player, and I was screaming for him to be benched. So who cares if Gary was upset that he needed to be benched? Kid needed to be benched. Like, that is not like yeah. an excuse. Well, Joe's gone because, you know, he benched Gary and Gary didn't like him for that. It's like, uh, but all of us said we would have done that at the time. And it was the right move because Gary played better after the benching. So you're just like literally grasping at straws that contradict yeah. everything else. They're grasping hard and it's something that plays with your heartstrings. So it's just win-win. Yeah, it's just stupid. They're like stupid. All right. We're moving on to next. Who's next? So this is exciting, Jake. I moved when I did my little Q and A during Game Six. Someone asked me like, "Where are you from?" And I listed everywhere I lived, and people were like, "Wow, whoa, you a gypsy?" So for people on the listening that don't know, I moved five times in my life: New Jersey, Australia, Illinois, Connecticut, California, Connecticut, California. Seven times. I've moved seven times. A lot of times when I was a little kid. My parents tell me I'm moving. I kick and scream. I get real pissed. Sometimes I refuse to move. Sometimes I would stay and live at a friend's house and refuse to move. But there's always a turning point where my parents would like show me the new houses we were buying. They're like, this could be your room. You get a room all alone in the basement. You can have your own bathroom. And then your brain's like, okay, this is going to be nice. Like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to put a sweet bed there. I'm gonna, and you get start getting excited for the new stuff. So this is when we're going to change. Joe's gone. Thanks for everything, Joe. I appreciate what you did for the, the team. I think you were a good manager. But you're gone, so I'm not going to worry about it anymore. Let's go pick out a bedroom and make it super sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you, it's... You uh, you trick you trick your brain a little yeah. bit, and like just just think about this storyline next year. If if Sanchez does fix some of his catching woes, whoa, this, you know, so and so came in and made Gary from a terrible catcher to this amazing catcher. You know, you you just can create storylines like that, and I think that also kind of ties into being part of the the new voice and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cause then if players hear that enough, you kind of buy into it too. <laughs> oh yeah. Everyone's going to get pumped for the future. All right. So I'm going to name, there's so many manager names being thrown out. I'm going to say right away. And I don't know if you agree with this or not. I think you might disagree. I don't think 
we are going to have a manager that is an established MLB manager get this job. So I'm talking Mattingly, Brad Osmus, Leland. Like people are saying these guys are going to uh, – uh, Dusty Baker. People are saying these guys – I don't think we're getting anyone that has a resume that has MLB manager, like a prominent MLB manager on it. Man, this is I, – I think this is going to be – good podcast because normally you and me give a lot of yes and well okay yeah i disagree i think you do because you said like don mattingly and there's no way that don mattingly so i was partially joking about that it's i mean it's awesome to think about jeter just took over this team when new management comes in they usually like to bring in their guy don mattingly yankee legend like it would just it would be a great storyline and you know we trade a b squad prospect for mattingly it would be a lot of fun okay I'm just – here's my thing. This is the New York Yankees, right? We've got, you know, one of the most famous sports teams in the world. You've got payroll. You've got these young prospects lining up at the door. You've got a young core, all of it. I just think someone's going to come out of the woodwork and say, this is, this is one of the top gigs in baseball right now. I mean, just look – you know, it was look at Epstein and <laughs> Epstein and Madden going to the Cubs. <laughs> they they both kind of looked at it like, so wait, we can take over this. The farm is absolutely loaded with young studs, and we'll get all the credit. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know who. Obviously, I'd, maybe Yasiel Puig if he keeps being this sexy. But <laughs> I, I mean, am I going to throw my hat in the arena? Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm a stick to making <laughs> gifts. Um, but I, I, some, maybe it'll just be fun media stories, but there's obviously rumors are going to swirl. I, I still think it's, it's someone, someone in the sticks. Maybe we'll guess them today. Maybe we won't. Yeah. So I don't, Don Mattingly auditioned for the role in 2007 against Joe Girardi and Tony Pena and came in third and they said like, no way he went to the Dodgers and Miami and has done Nothing to prove he's a good manager. So I think there's like no way Don Mattingly, they are, this brass of hiring already said you're third place out of two. One of those two is a possibility, Tony Payne. He's won, some, he's won some games at the major league level. His career record's over 500. I think he's like the most double-guest manager in the history of like recently manager, most double-guest what what if what if Mattingly doesn't like that reputation? He goes in there and he wants to be the Yankee hero, the Yankee hero that never got his ring. And you know, yeah, I'll cash. I'll do what you want. You know, I I don't know. Well, I, there's also no way. There's no way Joe. Uh, there's no way Brian Cashman doesn't have the top three, maybe top two, in his head right now. Cat cash. Cash has an idea, and obviously the narrative so far speaks fully to the he's going to get a young guy that loves the sabermetrics advanced stats whatever you want to call them and fully puppeteer and i i think that is likely but i i think this is just going to get loud quick unless cash removes super fast maybe they already have a guy i think they're i think they already pretty much know in 2007 i dug this up this timeline up because i thought i wanted to know in 2007 it took 12 days it was it was mattingly girardi pena those were the three options. Everyone knew it, and it took them 12 days. 
to decide on Joe. Yeah. So we might be getting a real... And you wouldn't want to drag out your manager. You want to know who your manager is and get moving forward with all your off-season preparation, have them meet guys, blah, blah, So yeah. next I'm going to go... So I, so I think all the veteran manager out. Leland, like absolutely no way. Brad Osmus, people were saying that he's down with stats, which the new manager is definitely going to have to be down with the binder, which also is just a hilarious point that everyone that wanted Joe gone is like, I'm sick of the binder. He only plays matchups. He never goes with his gut. Joe just got ousted because he went with his gut too much, and Cashman is going to bring in a guy that goes full binder. So those people are not getting what they want. Osmus is a uh, Northeast guy, too. Not that it matters, but... Yeah. And they did... uh, Our friend Chapin did see him at the airport. So... In in New York or whatever. Uh, Dusty Baker, no. He's like the complete opposite of what Cashman wants. Yeah. A complete opposite. No Dusty. All right. So then we have, like, not Yankee figures. or not not on the Yankee payroll right now. Whatever. This category of guys. Raul Labanez. Now, this name's jumped off. He... He tried to get the Tampa job, um, but Kevin Cash beat him out. Or he took his name out of contention, and then Kevin Cash got it. Everyone loves Raul Labanez. He's like, I think he's been voted like the most liked player in baseball. Yeah. He does an analytics. I have no idea if I want Raul Labanez. Uh, I well, I lend, I lend myself to just give me a, a guy who is in house, who knows these young players, who's been part of the team. So I don't. So uh, Giambi's the other guy. A couple years ago, Giambi was like player coach um, in Cleveland. Yeah. And Tito and everyone was just raving that Giambi is going to make a great manager someday. That's a name I haven't actually heard thrown around seriously um, by like, you know, pe- the people that are paid to speculate. Yeah. But it, Girardi is walking around managing this team wearing his thong in the clubhouse. That'd be something. I wouldn't... Yeah. I'd be I'd be like taken back with a Jami signing. I'd be like, uh, I don't know what's going on. We got grease bald thong wearing Giambi running the troops. Like, are they Dude, just going to be like? We would be stoked. Dude, Giambi Giambi's in like a CC Tanaka secret love level for some of his stories and just yeah, the way he yes, acts. Yes, so. I but I'd be a little too scared like about the actual play. Like, all right, this is going to be a... Oh, yeah. This, the, wheel, the wheels could fall off real This is going to be a blast, but, like, is Judge going to get addicted to cocaine now? Like, is this just going to be a nonstop yeah. party? Um, 80s Mets. 80s Mets. Yeah, just disco everywhere. <laughs> um, so, Giambi, uh, Kevin Long. People are saying Kevin Long. Uh, Cashman fired Kevin Long, so yeah. that doesn't seem like that would happen. A-Rod. Here's, uh, here's the fun one. Got to put A-Rod on the list. I don't even... I mean, if you want to... Go on a spiel about Arod. You can. Uh, I don't want Arod to manage his team, and I don't I'm, think he I'm should. I'm not going to rant. If if you think it's realistic, <laughs> <laughs> you just said it all. I mean, you just said it all. I guess that's what's getting to me. Like, we know a good amount of people that are like locked into this and think it would be genius. And like, so <laughs> it sounds bad. I would be for it because. Talk about a media circus. Just incredible. But I don't know if there's ever been a person in the history of sports with a history of saying the most wrong thing at the <laughs> most wrong time than A-Rod. Yeah. I think people, he's such, he's publicly so well-spoken now and like liked, but people forget how bad he was at saying the right thing back yeah. in the day. He was 
so bad at talking to the media. It was like, yo, do you have a brain, Alex? Yeah. Who's teaching you? It was preposterous, the things you would say. So that moves on to, and these guys, this next group, the in-house guys, they're not, uh, like, they're not sparkly. They're not going to be a media buzz like a Giambi or an A-Rod. But they're also not going to, but they're also like, so you don't want to just pull a guy out of left field that no one ever heard of before. So if you right. do one of these guys, who I'm talking about Rob Thompson, Thompson Tony Pena, Al Pedrique, 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 I don't know which one it is. Um, these are the in-house guys. And I mean, I like them. I think they have the higher odds. And I think because Girardi's gone, but we didn't have like a terrible season. You're not trying to overhaul the whole coaching staff and start over. And I kind of don't want them to, because you don't want these young guys to just completely start over new faces everywhere, new way of running practice, doing batting practice, routine, schedule. Like it's not like we need to overhaul it. So I think the in-house guys make a lot of sense. I will say this. Rob Thompson has been in in with in with the Yankees for 25 years. That's like cool to me, but also like, oh man, are you like a like our little like lovable loser pet? Like, yeah, Robbie, you want to be bench coach? Um, that's a lot of time to be in the organization and and like not be that prominent of a name. It's not like he's like Don Zimmer. Right. It's like you know, it's like he's like a big like Don Zimmer or I don't know. You just think like. We should like you more than right. I currently. I, do. I know what you're saying. If, if someone, someone that, if someone that beloved is in the Yankees organization for that long, you assume it's kind of like a known name. Like we, we were, we were talking about when Gene Stick Michael passed, how like he was the Yankees' godfather almost, yeah. and like that was a huge thing. Like Rob Thompson's, you don't want to say nobody. And man, I, the way like Teixeira was talking about him and stuff like that, you like that. Cool nickname. Still, cool nickname. His nickname's Topper. Okay, like that. I like that too. That's and Cece on his podcast said he's like the coach that had the room. So if they ever needed like a pump up speech, which they don't do a lot, but Topper's the guy that gets them going. So that's cool. They so he's definitely light. Yeah, now, I have some I'm negatives. Worried about, I'm worried about these guys that don't really have too much experience because I think. Man, they could get chewed up and spit out real quick. I think, like, I don't know. I think that's like an easy scapegoat for Cashman. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't know. Uh, Rob Thompson creeps me the fuck out. I will say that. You ever seen pictures of him? <laughs> yeah. He looks like uh, Uncle Jack from Always Sunny, Charlie's uncle with the really small hands. <laughs> It just, or I said he looked like the mobster who goes home and gets like viciously abused, viciously abused by his eighty-year-old mom. It's just like, <laughs> you seen pictures? He's really creepy looking. Yeah. Like, man, change the way you take pictures. So I, I think he's there. Tony Pena, he might be too old. I mean, he's been a manager before. He's been around forever. Uh, they say they do want a guy who can speak Spanish and English. Al Pedrique does. Joe Espada. How about Joe Espada? Just because. Our Joe lineage. Keep it keep it in the Joes. <laughs> We're crazy. Just next Joe up. No, Joe Spada can barely um, coach like third base. So. I, Rob Thompson couldn't either. Rob Thompson was the worst third base coach in the league the year he did it. And then they made a bench coach. That's what I'm saying. None of, none of these in-house guys that seemingly make sense makes sense <laughs> what about Al, like what about al Pedrique? would you be upset if they brought him up from triple a i mean 
upset's the wrong word because again like we've talked about you and you and me know not to get upset about something like that but it's it's such not a yankee move and it's they did it with buck showalter way back yeah i i don't know i i wouldn't be mad about it but again i just i just feel like that person's neck is very on the line at the same time you know it it could be the right play you know that if the if the young guys love him and respect him coming up and putting in his time just like they have and now they're doing it so no i i mean who who of these hires <laughs> so the only the other name that Teixeira just mentioned and we'll mention it just to get it on the air was mark DeRosa, which i don't know another young guy everybody likes sabermetrics blah 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 yeah um i mean disappointed would would you be disappointed with any of the guys we just named? Uh yeah, uh, like any of the known manager Mattingly. I don't want Mattingly. Don't want Osmus. Don't want A Rod. Don't want Kevin Long. You'd, you'd be disappointed with Jim Leland. I mean, he's like an all time manager. Okay, disappointed is not the right word. I'd be surprised. Exactly. That's that's why I'm 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 emphasizing on that. I'd be disappointed with Mattingly. I think that's the wrong move. Okay. Like, Osmus, I still wouldn't even be disappointed with. I mean... I don't know, man. Like, during the brawl in that Tiger series, he just seemed like they fucking hated him. I mean, that team had a <laughs> lot of dissension because they were bad and they were getting into yeah. fights within their clubhouse, too. But that's not a good sign. Well, yeah. And, and he just seemed I mean, completely checked out. That was set up to fail a little bit with Dombrowski. Yeah. But that's a whole other thing. Um, Let's... We're, we're at 50 minutes or so, so we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll end it soon. But... So out of those three categories, let's do that. I think it's going to be an in-house guy. The other name is Jay Bell. He's the our single-A coach, just one manager of the year that supposedly Cashman loves. Um, there's this other guy, fuck, I can't think of his name. He was a Phillies manager. Now he's in the Phillies front office. He got fired as Phillies manager. And he's in the Phillies front office that supposedly Cashman loves him. So, but Charlie Manuel? No, 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 not Charlie Manuel. Jeez. Can't think of his name. But anyway, uh, I think it's going to be an in-house guy. I don't think he's going to – I think it's going to be an in-house guy. I think it's going to be cheap that Cashman can control. That's my guess. So if you, if, you had, if you had to pick a name, this is a guess. This isn't reporting or anything. If you had to just guess and pick a name, who do you think it's going to be? Thompson. Just because of the way A-Rod spoke of him during the playoffs, the way Teixeira spoke about him on the Michael K show, both, both of them said – he is primed to be a manager. He should be a manager. Half of that comes off like he's the lovable uncle in the system. Like, yeah, he definitely deserves it. He's been around so long. He knows so much. He deserves it. And like, Ugh, yeah. does he? Or do you just see him all the time? He's got a cool nickname. He, he didn't manage one game when Joe went to his son's high school. And he, for, right. and he forgot that pinch hitting existed. And he let Chris Carter and Austin Romine get at bats in a one run game in the ninth inning and didn't play uh, Aaron judge or Gary Sanchez instead. So yeah, that was like a huge mistake. So if I don't know, I, I, that's my, that's my guess, Rob Thompson. So that's your guess. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll guess Pederique. Um Pederique has got a really good baseball voice, like half Spanish, half English. I was watching videos of him coaching third. And he was like, no, get up down. Like, no, and just with all the young guys, and then I think you 
then I think that way you can still keep Tony Pena and Rob Thompson around as, you know, the two older experienced guys. Advisors. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I I guess that, that would be my educated guess. Um, who, so now let's switch up the question. Who would you pick? Well, I mean, I don't know the guys. I'm way too. I know. I'd pick, I'd pick. not part of the exercise. I'd, I'd pick Perrique. Perrique. Yeah. You're in on Big Al. He just was with these dudes. Like, see, now here's the difference. If they don't, if they didn't like playing for him at AAA, then no. But if they loved playing for him at AAA and that's what it looked like in the videos, he's like a fun dude. He like does fun shit with them. He's kind of got the Spanish side. So that, so he's a little more like vibrant, whatever you will say, like. A little yeah. more uh, flamboyant and his talking and like yelling and laughing and shit, which Joe wasn't. So if Bird, Judge, Wade, Clint all liked playing for him, bring him up, use Thompson and and Pena as his advisors, like you just said. That's what I would do if if the, if if they like playing for him AAA, I would do that. Keep it in house, keep it moving, and Cashman will have so much say over him. Yeah. So that's what Cash wants. It, what if What if you had to pick a dark horse? Giambi, give me, give, give me, give me Giambi, just for the fun. Okay, I like that. I'll uh, just want to see his okay. head dipped in bucket of sweat before every game again. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll go dark horse. I'll I'll pick two because that's a lot easier. I'll 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 do the Abanias De Rosa combination. Just a. A young guy that's beloved trying to get his managerial start. But, again, I'm still – until I hear it, I don't know. I don't know if it's one of the vets or someone else that's hiding. A lot of names are going to be thrown out, and I think some of them might fit. Some of them might not fit at all, like Dusty Baker. But Dusty Baker's, like, the least fitting person. I don't know. Either way, it's going to be mixed emotions. This guy's not – Better than Girardi. Oh, but he's great with the youth, blah, blah, blah. And then by the time spring training rolls around, we're going to be all sorts of stoked. Oh, the signs are that Gary's so much better behind the plate and Judge doesn't strike out anymore, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Everything's perfect in, 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 in February and May. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, that is all we got on this. Now we're going back to our hiatus, our two-week break. We still have our end-of-season wrap-up to do, which, like, this kind of put a wrinkle into that whole thing. Go Yankees. Talking skanks. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees. <laughs> I, I think you should also say, hey, you, you've, you know, appreciate the love that you have been getting, and you've got a bunch more followers because you broke you broke live news. So if this this could be people's first time listening, and if it is, cool. Yeah, if it's your first time listening, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Tell your family. We appreciate it. And I appreciate everyone that was awesome on Twitter. As always, as always. Like, the community we have um established i can't wait for the season to start again because it's just a lot of fun tell him tell him again grandma go yankees let's go yankees let's go yankees let's go yankees let's go yankees this show is sponsored by better help if you're thinking about giving therapy a try Check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made 
by visiting BetterHelp.com slash Yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Yanks. 